your host, Dr. Karen Can, the number one best-selling award-winning author of Sensitivity is Your Superpower, How to Harness Your Gifts, Fulfill Your Purpose, and Create a Life of Joy. And if you're new to this podcast, would love to give to you my Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide, Three Ways of Navigating Your Way to More Peace, Positivity, and Personal Power so you can live the life of your dreams and be happy. So you can get that at SensitiveSoulGuide.com. And uh, yeah, so welcome everybody to the show. Today I have Dr. Jess Bell. Uh, it's very interesting, her story, um, and I'm really excited because she's actually going to be doing energetic osteopathy. We're actually going to get a treatment. Woohoo! woo-hoo. <laughs> so let me tell you a little bit more about what we're talking about today. Uh, Dr. Jess Bell is on a divine mission to change healthcare as so many of us are, so I just love it, just meeting people from a lot around the world, um, doing their mission in all these different ways and really spreading that good news of how empowered we can be uh, to not necessarily have to rely, you know, on pills, injections, governments, whatever, you know, um, to tell us what to do, like that we can take charge of our health care and we don't have to be at the whims of um, whatever the next thing is, uh, you know, that's happening on the news at you know, people don't want to hear about. Um, as a pain management and specialist uh, osteopathic physician, she knows the effects that physical and emotional pain has on the lives of its sufferers. Um, she also knows how limiting the traditional models are in offering long-term solutions to healing at root levels. Yeah, I'm a medical doctor, right? So I know that uh, a lot of the, you know, therapies that we did were not actually healing. They were actually symptom relief only. So for Dr. Jess, combining her 20 years of experience in treating physical and emotional pain with her energy healing gifts, she's developed the ability to illuminate, transform, and liberate dense energies within the body. These energies separate the sufferer from their divine source of healing and are the real root cause of disease. We are all designed to self-heal, and we hold the keys to our own self-healing, and um, she stands behind the truth that healing is a divine partnership between healer, client, and divine source, and her work is to be that bridge that reunites the client to their own healing divinity. So during this episode, you'll learn how she's able to, quote-unquote, see where the disturbance is occurring within the body, how all symptoms in the physical body originate first from the energetic system between source energy and the physical body, why working at the root level within your body offers healing at the most foundational levels, a few essential tools that work within your energetic body system at the root level, um, and how to transform your energy and body system from the inside out. And uh, like I said, today we are actually going to get a treatment, like a little mini healing, woohoo, that will catalyze a powerful <laughs> healing process. And to learn more about Dr. Jess Bell, visit drjessbell.com. That's spelled D-O-C-T-O-R, Jess, J-E-S-S-B-E-L-L.com. And I'll let Dr. Jess uh, tell you more, uh, our listeners, about her history, which is very, very interesting. So welcome. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Karen, yes. Should I call you Karen or Dr. Khan? Can. Uh, it doesn't matter, you, either way. It doesn't matter, way. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right. And how do you like to be called? Do you like to be called Dr. Bell or Dr. Jess or Jess? Jess is great, yeah, Jess is great, you know, colleague to colleague. I love I love being, uh, yeah, titles and labels aside, I feel like that's, uh, you know, we're just humans here. <laughs> okay, so, fantastic, so, yeah. fantastic. Well, I, before we go on, I'm, I'm just going to let people know that if you have a particular question or comment for um, 
Uh, Jess, you can actually call in live if you're on the live show, 818-514-1190. Hit 1 so we know your hand is up, 818-514-1190. Again, hit 1. Now, well, we're going to do that treatment a little bit later, but first we want to know about you. So, yeah, you're an osteopathic physician. How did you get on this quote-unquote woo-woo healer path? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's I know, right? I, it's so fun to, that the word woo-woo is actually still, you know, still out there. I feel like it's it's really uh, phasing out a little bit as more and more people come online and wake up. That is um, true. Yeah. So my path, um, you know, there's I feel like there are kind of three big um, parts of the path that got me to where I am today, and um, it, it really began so early on in my life when I just woke up to my 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 mission. Um, I was so young. I mean, I think it was four and I was just on this path to become a doctor. I didn't know what that meant. And um, I realized that um, the world of, you know, the allopathic doctor, the MD doctor um, was one that just as I got old enough to explore it more, even though I was on that mission, pursue a career in medicine, it didn't feel aligned. I just, I didn't know what it was, but I was warned against going to medical school and I, I stumbled into osteopathy, osteopathic medicine, which is um, an alternative tract of becoming a physician in the United States. And so I, I learned that osteopathy or, um, you know, one would graduate as a, as a DO as opposed to an MD, that that had this, these tenets, which just resonated. And again, I was too young to really know what that meant, but that I learned at that time, based on these principles of osteopathy, that the body is self-healing and self-regulating and that we all have these internal innate capacities to heal um, that us combined with, you know, earth medicine and these internal instructions for healing were really all that we needed. And that, that just, you know, I, I mean, that set me on a path to become an osteopathic physician without looking back. So I only applied to DO's programs. Um, but when I got into school, what happened was what they were teaching us really wasn't what was in alignment with these principles that I learned about early on. So um, instead of you know committing myself to becoming this holistic spiritual provider at that time, I went into an alternative field. So I graduated as a DO, but I, I, I went into this field of physiatry or physical medicine rehabilitation because I knew that I was here to work with people who are really in pain. And so for many, many, many years, I did that, but it was much at a, it was at this like physical, physical body level. So that's, that's the first phase of my training and my experience of being in the world was very much in this traditional, um, special, specialized um, role as a pain management specialist. And that was an important, uh, I needed to see what it was like to work with people at that level because I had, I had people coming to me in such end stage levels of chronic pain and ability that I needed to see that the tools that I was trained to use as a physician, namely medications, injections, and surgery were so ineffective that they could like, you know, barely scratch the surface of pain. And so after a period of time, I, I came um, with my own pain. It was really interesting how I graduated from medical school. I had none of my own physical pain. I did have a lot of trauma growing up. And so I just bottled, I was on such a mission that I bottled all of my emotional, um, disease within my own body. And so in coming out from medical training and into pain management, I fell apart. And so it was actually my own spiritual path that took me out of mainstream medicine. I went into treatment. I have, um, I'm I'm in recovery from substance abuse disorder. Um, And that was a huge spiritual awakening for me in my life. 
because what I learned then is that no matter what, pain is pain. If you, if you don't, it's energy really. So if you don't process it, if you bury it as I did for so many years, as all my patients did at that time, that it will manifest in some other way. It'll find a way out to the surface. And so in my case, I was trying to numb that pain through substances right. and it didn't work. It never does. So, um, and I share that so openly and honestly, because so much of what I've learned about my own self as a spiritual being came from those early years of, you know, being in an extensive treatment program um, and then, and then following a 12 step program, which helped to really put my hand in my heart into this source energy healing um, expansive place that I just live my life from now. So that was before when I came out from that treatment facility, I went directly back into training and I went into osteopathy. I just got, I just decided I was no longer going to subscribe to traditional medicine. It wasn't, it wasn't something that um, I actually felt safe doing it all for myself, for my own purposes, but also I just knew it wasn't working. It didn't work. So that was really the turning point for me. And so I, I was then board certified in really in osteopathic treatment. So as a DO, you can get out of medical school and really work as an MD. And that's what most DOs do. They get out of school and they go into their residencies and then they go into their medical specialties and they really don't turn back. They never use their hands to help people heal as a, as a traditional osteopath who does osteopathy in their practice does. So I realized, I looked down at my hands literally one day, right after leaving my traditional medical, you know, pain man management job. And I was sitting on my back deck and I was almost, I was like on my way out of state to go and get that spiritual help that I needed. I looked down at my hands and I saw them. I mean, they were just beaming at me and I thought, huh, I'm an osteopath. Like I'm a true osteopath. And that, that brought me into this next phase. So that was kind of phase two. Um, and so I went into another training program. I decided to open my own clinical practice, a solo private practice, not connected to any medical system back in 2012. And I, I, I basically hung a shingle and I started with one patient and I started treating people with my hands, one patient, myself in a room. And that was that. And within six months, my practice was completely full with a waiting list. And what I started to feel was energy, but I didn't know it. So back then, I was feeling rhythms and breath, and um, I was just putting my hands on people, and, and all of a sudden, their, their bodies would come alive under my hands, and I would feel things melt and dissolve. And this was all the training that I received. Um, I started working with a model of osteopathy called biodynamics, which is the work of the late Jim Jealous, who um, passed this past February, and uh, he was a beloved mentor to so many osteopaths who just tapped into the spiritual underpinnings of osteopathy. And that's really what was happening here. The energy comes through the body, and we see it in anatomy. And so biodynamics was, is really the, the model that most osteopaths who do this work and put their hands on people and start feeling the rhythms and the breath and the fluidity within the body. And so I did that for, you know, basically um, eight years. I just continued working one-on-one -on -one with patients. And I, I started to outgrow that model. I knew I needed more time with patients. I knew that I needed to empower patients in some way. Um, I knew there was so much more that I was here to do, and yet I didn't really know exactly how to do that. But as years went on, I became more sensitive to energies. And, um, and I also was doing so much of my own healing work that I was becoming more tapped into my own empathic abilities and my sensitivities and my clairvoyance and audience and, and you know, I, and clairsentience. I just started coming online with seemingly with every passing year. And as a result, my ability to connect with patients in the ways in which I was osteopathically, I was outgrowing it. I didn't really know what that meant because I was trained as an osteopath. 
So the real turning point came, and this brings us to phase three, in the um, early part of 2020. I had um, recently divorced. I had um, given up a commercial space, purchased a home, and built a practice inside of that home. And for six weeks, I worked inside of my house seeing patients. And then we went into a closed down, you know, lockdown state, and I couldn't have patients come into my house anymore. So, oh my gosh, it was that at that time. It was at that time, and so oh. I didn't exactly know what to do. But, but you know, I had been working more and more um, with this lighter and lighter and lighter touch. And so often I would look down and my hands weren't even touching people's bodies anymore. I mean, I would be so in their energetic system that I didn't even know that I wasn't touching their skin. And so I was really aware that what I was doing did not require touch. And so what ended up happening was I, I just, I was connected to a woman who's in a high level psychic intuitive. She was in Amsterdam and she saw me as I, as I am. And so um, she's become a real um, professional uh, guide to me. I still work with her to this day. And she, the very first day that we connected over Zoom, she said, you are, she didn't know I was an Australian, she didn't know who I was and what I did occupationally, but she just said, wow, she said, you're such a powerful energy healer. Like, I'm, you know, wow, you know, tell me more about you. And I said, I, I, I am, you know, <laughs> I didn't, I was like, really? <laughs> okay. That's, and, and the second that well, that's cool. that, I was like, oh, I mean, it was like, you know, I, I dropped in. I mean, I just, it was like every, you know, every cell of my body started to tingle. Um, and I knew, I knew that that was the truth. And so we started working very intimately. She's been such a, a wonderful guide and coach. Um, and she basically told me, you, you don't want to open your practice back up again. Actually, you're not here. You're here to bring a whole, you're pioneering, essentially. You're taking osteopathy. You're bridging, you know, this traditional uh, osteopathic model or, or this particular modality that you've been trained in, and you're bridging it with energy. That's what you're here to do. That's your, you know, osteopathy has gone this far, and you're taking it into the new paradigm here. You know, you're, you're a real pioneer in this way. And that's exactly what happened. So I basically um, listened very carefully to the instructions she provided, which were start treating people from a distance. And I did. And I, I knew within the first treatment, I felt, I felt my hands in ways I never had before. And I started to see people with even greater clarity, meaning when I connect to the patient's energetic system, because of the 20 years that I worked with my hands on their tissue, I got a resonant, I got a feel for what does it look like to be on a liver? What is it meaning inner vision? So I, I osteopathically was trained to um, be inside of their body with my palpation, with my hands. And so the second that I took my hands off their physical skin, there was no more interference. It was like the dense part of our bodies were, was peeled away. And now the clarity in which I'm able to work within the tissues, the organs, the down to a cellular level, it's, it's almost like I just put, I was like given glasses that, you know, amplified my vision for the first time last year. And that's what I've been doing ever since. Ooh, so it's been so... a powerful, powerful transition. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That is, that is amazing. And, you know, I, as a um, medical doctor uh, in Canada, um, I didn't even know about osteopathy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, apparently there were colleges or universities, but it just wasn't even like an option that came into my consciousness. Certainly my parents didn't know about it. None of our, you know, Asian medical friends, they didn't mention it either. You know, I didn't even know yeah. there was such a thing as naturopathic medicine. Like, I think I, I 
went on this path, obviously, for a reason, uh, you know, so I certainly thank the universe for the path, uh, but I was just kind of shocked to learn that there was such a thing as naturopathy and osteopathy, and I probably would have resonated much more to either one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, some of my friends, one of them is, uh, she she ended up, uh, she's not an MD, there's another track in Canada um, where I think she's a, she a PT? Anyway, she went to school for many years uh, to do mm. some other osteopathic thing, and and I just thought it was amazing. Some of the you know the energy work, and it's like wow, that is so neat. Um, yeah, and I think yeah. you know many of us wish. I know. Okay, well before we go on to like the the really cool stuff, um, <laughs> I know some people may want to like ask a question about what's the difference between like what, how you got trained as the yeah. an osteopath versus, say, a chiropractor. Obviously, you know oh, all sure. the stuff that MDs know, but, but extra, right? But then yeah. how does that yep. differentiate from going to a chiropractor? Yeah, great question. Um, I love that question. Yeah. Well, I, I just wanted to touch upon the fact that even though I was a pre-med student from age four, and I never wavered, um, I mean, I just went through all my years. I really, you know, I was like, just kind of woke up. I, I was, yeah, I, I, have, I tell a story, you know, about when I was in, uh, I was in nursery school or pre-K and I, I used to take all these band-aids. I would like take all the band-aids in my house and gather them together and bring them to recess at my, at my pre-K program. Aww. And I would stick them all over myself and my friends. And I mean, you know, that's just like, I just came here adorable. on that, on that mission. <laughs> and, and right. And so, but you know, what is so fascinating is that even though, and I went to a small liberal arts college in New England, and I, you know, I was always on a very, um, you know, I always scored very, very high grade in school. I was just always on this track. I mean, I never wavered. And despite my focus on that path of medicine, I had, I yet, I did not hear about an osteopathic tract until uh, like two years post graduation from college. And, um, and actually, it took me about three years to get, I had to take time off after college because the MD uh, philosophy wasn't resonating. I mean, I was like, um, I, I was so confused. I actually went into like kind of a dark night of the soul that time of my life because. Yeah, I can imagine because you've. Yeah, I was so confused. I was like, uh, yeah, I was like, what do I do? <laughs> you know, I'm supposed to be a doctor, but uh, I don't want to be an MD because, you know, everyone's warning me not to do that. They're just, you know, the MDs that was, I was witnessing the world of the MD and, and everyone that I asked, I was like interviewing every MD I came across and every single one of them said, do not go into medical school. You know, oh, don't really? do this. And it was just by chance that I, I, I fell into um, a conversation with some friends over dinner about, you know, this particular medical school in Maine that I'd never heard of. And I was like, there's no med school in Maine. And that was how I learned the term osteopathic. Oh, it's an osteopathic medical school. Um, and ironically, I live in Maine now and I've been on faculty at that medical school. So I didn't go to that medical school, but I, um, you know, it was really that, um, <laughs> that particular conversation that just, you know, and, and my heart just burst wide open the moment that I heard the word osteopathy. I mean, I knew. So what is it? It's wow. so, yeah. So in the United States and in Canada, osteopaths are actually not medical doctors. And in other countries, osteopaths are not medical doctors. Um, in the United States, osteopathic doctors are exactly on par with MDs. So when we go to medical school, we are fully licensed as healthcare providers at the highest level of certification and responsibility. So we're surgeons, we're ER docs, we're OBGYNs, we're pediatricians, we're family doctors. An MD or a DO is exactly the same in their ability, um, you know, in, in the legal system, in the medical legal system here and what their licensures are. So um, in the DO world, we learn in medical school that the body is self-healing, self-regulating. And from day one, 
We learn how to put our hands on patients. So we basically get teamed up with another medical student and we become, you know, paired in laboratory experiences. We learn about osteopathic principles and practice and their philosophy and the history. And so there's a whole extra um, uh, yeah, you course. guys have more work than we do. <laughs> we have more work. Yeah, we got more. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and, like, and I can't so even are... imagine more oh, work. So much. I mean, I know, oh right? Gosh. I mean, I don't even know how, I, you know, looking back on that now, it took me, gosh, you know, years and years to get over the PTSD from the experience of all of that. Um, and how did we even do that? You know, I, I just, I think our brain, thank God for, for cloud storage 5D memory, because I feel like our brain gets so saturated you know, within the actual like material of the brain that we can, um, you know, when we get higher level of insights that we can kind of access it from a different perspective because we do get saturated. But at any rate, the, um, so yeah. So, you know, I think that because the osteopathic doctor is given that osteopathic um, coursework at the same exact time as all the other coursework, it gets blanketed over. And so, so many DOs become actually quite resentful that they're getting this extra thing, you know, some actually quite a few DOs are much more holistic. They want, you know, the average student is older in matriculation than um, a student that goes to an MD program. And so historically it was an easier way to get into medical school because the osteopathic board of um, admittance looks at the bigger picture. They love taking the quote unquote non-traditional students. They love taking on people with lower perhaps MCAT scores, but they have a much more rounded, you know, plate of offerings. And so because it's a holistic, it's a much more holistic philosophy in terms of healing. And so a lot of what happens is there are a lot of people that just really wanted to go to MD school and they end up at DO programs. Um, and so, so many DOs come out and they're just like, well, I don't want to do anything with osteopathy. I just want to be a doctor. So, um, so it's it's a little bit it's a little bit um, sad in that way that you know that osteopathy and the I didn't essence know that. of it. Yeah, a lot of a lot. So so basically, you know, it's very very hard, and I think this is why um, osteopathy is something that so few people know about because it's very hard to find an osteopath who actually does true traditional you know healing. Um, it is. Most DOs are working very traditionally, and um, and you wouldn't even know it unless you happen to see their name, you know, on their on their card or on a, on a sign that actually had the credentials DO. Um, so that's, that's really kind of, it's a dying art and it's very sad in that way. Um, so how, what differentiates a DO from a chiropractor is honestly, it's, I believe osteopathy is incredibly spiritual. It is about connecting into source energy. It doesn't, we don't, uh, um, it took me until really last year to, to know this is true because the osteopathic language doesn't use the word energy. So the way that a traditional osteopath is trained, it's in the tissues of the body. And so we're talking, we talk about the embryologic healing forces that live within the tissues of the body, that there's a breath of life and the divine intelligence. Yeah. It, they will go as far as to say divine intelligence that orchestrates an embryologic unfolding that is present within the human from conception until death. So this is very osteopathic language, and it's still based in tangible tissue, right? It's still kind of based in um, – and so so osteopathy has this really deep spiritual component to it when you dive into the more sophisticated and advanced ways of offering osteopathy. In medical school, I found that the training, the actual hands-on um, work that I was trained, that I learned, was very chiropractic. That's how we begin. I can crack any bone in the body 
And actually, I really enjoy doing it. It's kind of fun. You know, it's like a, it's a, um, I feel yeah. that, you know, uh, that high velocity treatment, which is what you get when you go to most chiropractors, not all, I but like most it. chiropractors, it, anyway. it feels good. It feels good. <laughs> you know, but, but that to me can be an entry point. You know, that can actually help the whole central nervous system downregulate and relax because people need to be able to move. And if they're stuck in their bodies, they're not going to feel their own energy flow. So, so a chiropractor, I mean, a chiropractic treatment is quick. I mean, you can go into a chiropractor and they will crack your whole spine and they'll move you all around. They'll put you on a tilt table. And, you know, once in a while I go to a chiropractor, I haven't for a long time, but like I used to really love going because it does feel good to get moved. Um, you know, we, we have physical bodies that need to be moved. So, but that to me is very, it's very surface. I mean, that can help to mechanically move levers, bones, joints, and it can also help to reset the nervous system. But osteopathy, from what I see it now and how it differs and how it's always differed for me, it's a much more in-depth treatment and it goes down much deeper than the neurologic system. It goes all the way down to the source, the, the energy that feeds into the nervous system. And so a treatment, an osteopathic treatment is a much longer experience. It takes time for the body to synchronize. And so, um, so I, I feel like, you know, and a chiropractic approach is um, it's, I think they go to school for four years or five years and they learn much more about the mechanical spine. They wow. learn about organ systems. Okay. And so it's a much more, um, it's, it's a, it's, you know, it, it's, it's um, a highly specialized view of the biomechanical aspects of the body where, and so the way that I kind of describe it to some people is if you have a pie of ways that you can work within a physical human body, that's one slice of it. That's like one little part of that pie. Whereas I found osteopathy to be the whole pie. And we learn you can do high velocity treatment. That's one small little slice of the pie. So that'd be more like chiropractic. But then there's there's cranial osteopathy. There's balanced ligamentous um, articular release. There's, you know, balanced membranous tension. There's like probably five or six or seven different modalities going from very direct mechanical to very indirect cranial that an osteopathic student will learn in medical school. Um, so that's just kind of just to give you some, I mean, there's a lot more that will differentiate chiropractic than os from osteopathy, but that's, that's a taste. Yeah, that's really, that's really, really helpful. Um, because, you know, I, I, coming from Canada, um, I, I didn't know any osteopath and, and in the small town where I worked in underserved areas, there's like one <laughs> and yeah. he did high for, you know, high velocity stuff. And, um, he since passed away, but um, he did high uh, velocity stuff, and then he did regular MD stuff, right? And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, well, he's sort of like an MD and a chiropractor, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, and a lot of DOs, <laughs> old school DOs, work that way. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he never really did. Uh, you know, I I just assumed incorrectly um, that he was more holistic, um, uh -huh. and so. Yeah, I ended up partnering him for with him for a while, but then realized our personalities were like, no, it wasn't gonna happen. So, yeah. so I left that that partnership. But um, yeah, I really didn't get a good feel for what it is. So this is very helpful in in thorough and in, in sharing like what the underlying philosophies are, and and I'm sure different osteopathic schools teach differently. But I really yeah. didn't have an idea that that was closer to the spiritual side. You know, mm. than um, than I had originally thought, given my limited experience with you know DOs here in uh, yeah um, yeah it is it's it is it's a beautiful beautiful healing art and actually it was it was originally channeled it was a channeled healing art 
And the man who um, channeled it, um, his name was Alexander Taylor Still, and he was alive and um, practicing during the Civil War, and he had all these children, and some of them died. And he was an MD and also the son of a preacher. And so he heard, I mean, this was, these are messages that he channeled through God, you know, his, his own version of God. Wow. Um, and he knew that losing children in this way was a real failure of our own internal system that had nothing to do with the medical system. And that was osteopathy. That's how osteopathy came through. It was actually, you know, guided through much higher source. And so, you know, he developed the first osteopathic, um, you know, he spent his whole life devoted to it. And over time, what's happened is once it got into mainstream medical systems, there's been a real inferiority complex developed among the osteopathic profession. And so it's become more and more allopathic over time. But that's not how the original, just to give us credibility as scientists, you know, that we are actually medical doctors that are, you know, we're worthy of the same privileges and um, practices as, as our, our MD counterparts. And so, over the course of really the past century, it's been, you know, there's just fewer and fewer and fewer DOs that are bringing in the essence of osteopathy, um, which I feel like has been my task here, that I'm here not only to, not only to offer true, you know, that level of the, the real root of osteopathy, the real, you know, bringing it all the way back to the origin, but taking it to the next level. You know, that's really what I'm doing here is taking it kind of um, beyond the traditional way that even AT still was offering it because the, the difference now is that even DOs that are working in practices using a more spiritual aspect of osteopathy are the, it's a practitioner based model. So this might be taking the conversation down the next path, which is. Yeah. I was going to ask you the next piece about that. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of felt into that question, which is, you know, what, what, what's happening next. And, and, um, and, and you do this so beautifully, Karen. You know, we now know that to be codependent on your practitioner is not enough. You know, that, that what was happening to me, and this is really something that I witnessed over the past few years, which was I was tapping into something that was not me. And um, part of my spiritual path involves my father who died when I was four. So right around the same time that I, I had, at the age of four, three major things happened. I was run over by a car, so I had immense physical trauma. My, my father wow. uh, suddenly died. My, yeah, crazy time. And so my dad died, like, right around the same time. And that was also the same year, no, no coincidences, that I was, I was kind of on this path. I realized that, you know, oh, I'm a, I'm a I'm, you know, I didn't have the language then, but I'm a light worker on a mission, right? Like, I got all of that at the age of four. Um, and so, um, and then, you know, I had so much trauma that I had to navigate, and that took me pretty much <laughs> most of my life. I'm 44 years old now, and so... You know, I've been on this healing path, this kind of self-healing path of self-healing, discovery, and spiritual awakening. Um, gosh, probably, you know, <laughs> for, for most of my life. Really long um, time. Really yeah. long That's time. Amazing yeah. that at age four you had that degree of awareness. That is just amazing. Yeah, it's been, you know, it's been a blessing and a curse to have it. You know, it's kept, definitely kept me kept me alive that's for sure because there were many times when I think I was on such a self-destructive mission I was in so much pain and suffering of my own that you know I was really here to kind of move through but you know so what happened to me is that I was in so much physical pain that um, because of my car accident when I was I was actually pinned underneath a car it ran over my pelvis and so that was at age four and that and I'm an, I'm a, I'm an athlete I've always been a very high level athlete and very competitive um, in different ways and so there was no practitioner out there who could offer me the pain relief that I needed until I started treating myself 
And that only started happening like within the past year and a half. And so I was watching my patients come into my practice. My, this is when I had my osteopathic practice starting in 2012. I would feel their body literally just melt on the table. I mean, they were amazing. So was I, to be honest. I'm, I'm a very humble practitioner. I don't own anything that I do. I just get to watch it. I get to be a part of it. And I have an active role in that, but it, not, it does not come from me. It's coming from source. And it's really the healing comes through me. And I, I know you know this. When we get to be that channel, it's just an incredible thing to witness. And I've just been so humbled to tears witnessing these miracles in my practice. And I've watched people recover from things that, I mean, they just, they never thought that they could. I didn't even think that they could. And here they were recovering from these things. But there was a limitation. And that was if they didn't maintain it, if they didn't learn how to do any of this on their own, then they would, they could so easily fall back into these dense energetic patterns. Like they could dense energy just, you know, over time when it stays in the system, it becomes overly magnetic and overly dense. And then all of a sudden, you know, the physical body can manifest as pain, painful symptoms, emotional um, disease. So I realized in my own experience, everything that I know comes from, of course, my direct training, but really my life experience has been the thing. I mean, I've had a big full life and I've suffered so much pain in my lifetime, emotional and physical. Um, and I'm not in those, you know, I'm, I'm always going to be healing. I'll always be a work in progress. You know, I'm, I'm certainly not perfect. Right. Like myself, yeah. right? Um, but I work, I'm a, I'm a self-healing machine. I mean, that is like my whole life is all about self-care. Like self-healing, self-care. Every day I wake up and like one of the first breaths that I breathe is a breath into my body, a healing breath into my body, do my own energy um, treatments every single day. And it wasn't until I started doing that that my physical pain went away. And I don't have that pain anymore. And it was disabling. No matter how many practitioners I went to, um, no matter, you know, how, I mean, some of these osteopaths I've had the benefit of working with in my lifetime are I consider to be the best in the planet. Um, and I still had pain coming away from those treatments, but now I don't. So I knew that the key really lies in my being able to teach people how to do this in their own bodies. So that's, that's the mission now. That's, that's basically what I'm on now. And this, again, I, I know that this is your, your path as well. And I just love the fact that we're having this conversation because this is all about empowering the people to heal themselves you know, taking them through a hand-over-hand, step-by-step, guided tour into their own bodies. And that's really what I do through coursework, through programs that I teach, through group treatments that I do, through one-on-one sessions that I offer. My job is not to be the one to treat. My job is to be the one to help them heal enough so that I can then put the healing back into their and teach them how to do what I can do. We all have the capacity. We don't remember that. Like, right, we forget that because we get so dense and we're like, oh, my God, I can't do this. We, we all have this, right? We all are energetic beings with these self-healing capacities, but we don't know how to do it. And so I'm on a mission to teach this in whatever way I can. Um, so I just so appreciate being able to talk about this on your show because this is how we do it. Oh, and this, this is how we get the so word out. Exciting. Well, yeah. and I know we're, uh, I have a couple questions before we do that, but uh, we have a couple people with their hands up as well, so we'll answer sure. those questions. Um, I know that you have a, on your site, um, maybe this, I don't know how busy you're going to be. <laughs> I don't know, but, uh, <laughs> I welcome a trickle it. and then maybe a flood. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> it's 
www.drjessbell, uh, so doctor spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R, Jess, J-E-S-S-B-E-L-L.com. Uh, on your site, it looks like you offer a free 20-minute session with you, um, and then you have some packages, and then you have a level one and level two program, so that's what we're talking about just now, about learning it yourself if people choose to do that. Um, uh, so, and uh, today we're, we're you're going to give us some experience. So, one of the questions that has come up, uh, which of course you do answer on uh, on the website, is what's the difference between a group treatment versus a one-on-one treatment? Yeah, great question. Um, so, a, a one-on-one treatment is a very involved experience. It's a 90-minute session. The the first the the initial one-on-one session is a 90-minute session where there's a, a, a pretty extensive intake, and I really want to know what's going on with you physically, emotionally, spiritually, and energetically, because it all gives me information. And as I do this intake, I'm scanning you energetically. I actually see energy in your body. Like, uh, as we're communicating, I'll, I'll see where energy is moving, where it's not moving. Um, but also words and the way that people express, all of it is energy. And so as I'm receiving an intake from somebody, I'm getting a multidimensional experience of being inside of them, even though I'm not yet treating them. So... So that is the beginning part of a one-on-one session is a very individualized scan of their of their of all their their body levels. Um, the, then there's a treatment, and so I take the information that I receive from their medical intake, their history, what they've received as far as treatments, what they've been through emotionally in their lifetimes. You know, trauma is really um, trauma is a huge, huge, huge source of uh, what we. It's not everything, but so much of what we receive in the form of uh, events, traumatic events in our lifetime, and that's a whole different conversation will become imprinted in the body if it's not processed. And so that's really a lot of what I do is, is I go back in and we move that dense energy through the body that, that came in too fast in the form of traumatic events and it just got stuck somewhere and I can see exactly where that is. So that's the next part is I give them actually an actual treatment. Usually it's about a 30 minutes or so and that's much, it's a very, very individualized laser focus. It's like taking a laser beam to their entire body and going into each organ system, each joint, each, each muscle, wherever there is dense energy being held I will actually see it. And the moment that I see it, I can go there and liberate it. We transmute it by acknowledging it, seeing it. And actually, um, you know, one of the gifts that I have, which again, it's just, it's just one of the most divine experiences that I can offer. And that is the ability to actually um, open up that doorway to take dense energy out of its state of stagnation or captivity and move it back into an integrated whole with the body. Cause that's what the body wants. And that's all it really, it's like inclined toward that wholeness. So it doesn't take a lot actually, but we do have to go in and find it. And that's the key is that we, you know, these dense energies stay in. So an individual treatment. And then at the end of an individual session, um, I go into, you know, next steps, what they can do, um, ways that they can work with the treatment that we did ways that they can continue working with me and ways they can continue working with in their own body. So that's a one-on-one session. That's an individual session. So it's a high level offering, but it's, it's one session packs an incredibly powerful healing punch um, within the body. Very individualized to the person. A group treatment is a one right now. What I do is every two weeks I offer a very low cost offering because I want everybody to get this work done. It's so important that we all heal right now. This planet is just in such dire need of healing. The people on this planet are carrying such density and they don't really know where to go. So what I've done is I've created a $29 offering. So I just want everybody to have access to it. And every two weeks I do a a treatment that's done on Zoom in a webinar uh, format. So people don't have any idea that they're in the space with anybody else. It's just me. So it feels very individualized. The the treatment is an hour long. The treatment itself is oftentimes somewhere between 30 and 40 minutes. And then at the end of the um, treatment, 
I always do a teaching and it's channeled. So I also, um, you know, a channel download, downloaded messages that come through. And, and what I'll do is tune in earlier in the week and ask, you know, what is the message? What is the teaching that is the most highest yield for this time? What, you know, what's the collective energy doing? What do people really need to hear about? And I always bring it back to the body and their lives. So at the end of every group treatment, they get a teaching and it's all videoed. And so these, these treatments and these teachings um, hold resonance. And that is something that people can come back to, and I encourage them to, actually. So the nice thing about the group treatment, even though it's not a laser beam-focused approach, they feel it. I mean, people really, it's a powerful way. I go through each energy center inside of the body, and I tell people kind of how these energy centers move into the physical body. And I think that's the most important thing for people to know, that this isn't Reiki. This isn't a generalized energy um, like a polarity treatment, I feel that Reiki and polarity and all those energy healing modalities are amazingly powerful. But what makes this different is that we are literally inside of the neurology, we're inside of the tissues of the body where the healing needs to happen so people can feel the relief of pain, they can have uh, normalization of their organ systems, their mood, their, I mean, it's, it, and so the transmission of the healing frequency inside of the actual tissues of the body is palpable. And so it kind of turns people on to like, wow, this is real. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, it kind of blows people away when they haven't had it before. Um, but these group treatments are, uh, the, the really, the biggest difference is that it's just not specific and localized, but it's equally as powerful and effective. Got it. Got it. Oh, that's, that's great. Well, thank you for having those options. Um, yeah. And there's more coming to you. don't have the, you know, the funds at the moment to, to do the private, but uh, yeah, this is wonderful. And I see on your website you have like um, for individual sessions, you have like a three session package. Does that include the initial consult or not including the initial consult? That doesn't. The initial consult is its own entity, and then from there okay. we go into yeah. So um, and the reason for that is because it's a much longer session. Um, so there's right. a slightly higher price point because of the that initial 30 minute intake that we do, where I really scan the body individually, and then I create the treatment plan unique to that person. The follow up treatments are a lot of people have been holding on to, you know, the, so the initial session is 90 minutes long, and then the three follow up sessions that they get with a three pack are uh, 60 minutes long, and that includes a treatment. It's about a 30 minute treatment, and then 30 minutes of um, connecting in to see what has, you know, what's been going on, what has shifted questions that the that the client will have and um, and ways that they can continue on with their own self-healing. So, um, yeah, so the three-pack is its own thing. Um, and uh, I just wanted to mention that uh, probably this week I'll be launching another, uh, you know, more, more products are coming out all the time right now. And one of the ways that I want people to learn about the, their bodies is, is um, through a video series that I'll be launching as well. And that's really a multidimensional approach to, learning about the body from an osteopathic approach, pain management approach, and energy um, approach, and really so that they can learn the truth about, and I go through it body center by body center or body region by body region. So, for example, if somebody has low back pain, they can really learn about, like, what is, it, what is low back pain? How does it manifest? And then um, how does it look energetically? Where is the energy kind of not moving that then manifests as densities within this particular sacral portion of their body or um, or their hip. And then the last part of each video and each um, series is what are the tools that they can then use to start moving the energy there. So it's a real self-guided approach to getting to know the truth. And I think that's the most important thing. People are afraid of their bodies because, you know, when things break down and they get into pain, 
they just feel like they have to go to a doctor because they need the help. And, but they, they, what they don't get from their traditional doctor is what's really going on. And because it's all energy, it all starts on the energetic level and the traditional doctor comes from the physical level. So I help to basically debunk that myth and get people understanding what this is really about so that they can align with their own health. And then just by knowing just that alone, just knowing the truth, their pain goes down. So it's a, it's a real service to, to truth telling. Um, so that's coming as well. So there's a lot more um, that I, I want that's people to so, so check in. Yeah. Check back. If you, uh, if you scan the website right now and you don't see those things, they'll be coming probably within the next week or so. Okay. That's great. That's great. And do you have a, a mailing list uh, at drjessbell.com? Yes, I do. Yeah. So you can sign up and get, um, you can sign up, opt in and get the, there's a guide to reduce pain energetically. There's like the top 10 um, ways that you can work within your system to reduce pain. Um, and by, yeah, there's a couple of other opt-ins there, but there is a mailing list. And I, I do um, send out lots of YouTube and um, audio recordings so that people can learn. I just want people to know about who they are. And so there's a lot of free, free content that comes through so that, so that we can just start getting the word out. And that, that's it. the way we do this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, thank you for your generosity. Um, before we go to, we have a couple of, uh, three people with their hands up right now, and I just opened up the chat, so in case if you're on live on Blog Talk Radio and you're not calling in, um, if you're long distance, et cetera, um, I just opened up the Blog Talk Radio chat, so you can actually put it in the live chat message here, and I will relay that to um, to Jess. Um, yeah, so, so one of the things that has come up with um, people that are highly empathic and sensitive is that uh, sometimes we feel other people's stuff, but not just other mm-hmm. people. Even if we have actually uh, good boundaries per se, but I have found that there are certain individuals with a high level of spiritual responsibility that almost um, get a memo. <laughs> hey, there's help <laughs> over here, you know. And if they're clairsentient, they'll get it through their body. And that's what yeah. happened to me a, a number of years ago when, when I was an empath for Mother Earth. So literally I would wake up, like, not having done anything in particular. And, you know, one time it was like my right knee was swollen. It's actually has been doing that off and on for the last three months uh, for various spiritual reasons. But anyway, but back uh-huh. then, yeah, empath for Mother Earth. And I'd be like, okay, what's going on? And they'd be like, there is something going on. Well, I'll, I'll summarize, but there's something going on in Korea. Okay, like war is going to break out in Korea. I'm like, okay. And I'm not very good at geography and history and that kind of stuff. It's not my forte. Science is my thing. So I'm like, okay. You know, so then I do this healing thing, and then the swelling would go away. I was like, wow. You know, so I kind of started, like, kind of, you know, just seeing what's going on in the world. But obviously, it, you know, just the sensing or understanding or the messaging does create some sort of shift or density or whatever you call it in the body so some yes. sensitive people i'm sure will want to know is it going to help that too uh when it you know may maybe it's not our stuff or maybe our yeah. empathic sensors are too big and we haven't controlled them yet you know what i mean yeah absolutely yeah um oh man that's such a great question you know um i i actually think it's incredibly challenging to discern um, what is happening on the collective and what is happening in the individual. And it's because we are a part of the collective. So we really don't have that high level of discernment in our processing of energy. And so in that sense, that's a really good thing because we don't have to know. 
We just don't have to know. And I think that the, the, the challenging part about working, the most challenging part that I see, especially for people like you and I who are scientists, you know, we're, we're, we're trained as scientists in an evidence-based model. And so, you know, and, and I think that that's really what's challenging about this whole healthcare system that we have. It's like, you know, that, that we want the evidence, you know, show me the evidence that what I'm doing is I'm, I'm working with density from my own system or I'm working with, with density from the collective. And so what I, what I um, thankfully, I'm very grateful for the guidance that I receive, which is I have learned through countless years of really not knowing what it is. You know, I, I joke with people because I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. I mean, the truth is I do know what I'm doing. I don't know all of it. I can feel it. And I don't need to have the ultimate understanding of this energetic world of healing that is coming through because we just don't have the capacity. Our minds are limited. We can't possibly process what's truly happening here until we leave our body. That's a lot of information. Yeah. It's too much. I mean, it's just we are not. It's like it's like you know the the spectrum of light that we see is just a tiny tiny little fraction of the light that's actually available. And the moment that we leave our physical bodies, all of a sudden we're we're you know we see. And anyone who's had a near death experience will tell you that the, the the colors and the sounds and the you know it's like we just are like blown away by this, the full spectrum of experience that we have outside of our physical body. So that being said, what we can process and what we can feel energetically in while still in human form is a tiny, tiny little fraction of what is actually occurring. And so that's such a beautiful thing to know because that means that you can take the ego portion out of it, meaning the part of you that needs to know, am I clearing at the collective level? Am I clearing, and by collective, I mean global, planetary, you know, what's going on in, in North Korea or, where, you know, whatever. Because what ends up happening is, those of us that are empathic and highly sensitive, we essentially what that means is that we house more light in our bodies, that we, we are doing healing work because of the fact that we have a greater capacity to hold energy or light, higher frequency energy and light inside of our body. So just by being inside the body and doing the work, the inner healing work, whether it's myself offering a treatment to you or you learning the tools that I teach to start doing this work of clearing out dense energy within your own system, regardless of how this is manifesting in your life and in your body, you are actually doing work to free dense energy at the collective level. So we call this collective shadow work. And the way that we do collective shadow work is exactly the same way that we do individual shadow work. We move that dense energy through our own system, and in doing so, we raise the frequency of our own system. In turn, we raise the frequency of the space that's around our bodies, the people that connect with us, and so on and so forth. And so that's how we do the work of helping. And that's why I love, actually, absolutely love, and what I feel is my actual divine path is um, working within groups. I am here to open a school. That's my ultimate mission is to train other practitioners um, to do the work that I get to, I get to offer here. I'm just, um, oh, I'm just starting. Yeah. I'm just starting out, you know, I'm pioneering a whole new healthcare. That's why I call it the new healthcare because the more of us that are doing this work, the more of us there are to shift these dense energies on that collective level. Mm, that's beautiful. Is that your level two or is that something coming up in, in the future? No. That's, so what, I, what I've done this year is I, I pivoted entirely. So, you know, I went from a traditional practice. Right, you've done a lot months. of work in a short period of time. I've done a lot of work. Yeah, it's only been, you know, and it's, it's, been a, it's been a year. I mean, it's just been, it's been just over a year. I offered my very first energetic treatment. Um, and, and by energetic osteopathic treatment, what that means is I do all treatments over Zoom. I still do work um, hands-on. I love working hands-on. 
Um, but I just really love the fact that I can now work around the world and, um, and, you know, and offer treatments. And the fact that I'm able to work in groups just allows me to do more work. It just helps me to help more people. And so um, because we're all made of the same energy, we, you know, and, and one thing I just want to mention when you ask me, like, what's the difference between an individual and a group treatment? Um, this is a question I get asked often, which is, you know, um, you know, if, if I'm working within groups, can other people take on other people's dense energy? And, you know, is, is being in a group, is a, a group treatment safe? Um, and the answer to that is yes. So what happens energetically is that because we all come from the same, the same energetic source, you know, going all the way back to whatever theory you want to follow, whether it's the Big Bang theory or we come from the same thing, we're made of the same, the same energy. And then we separate out and each soul has their own fingerprint, their own blueprint. And so when I'm treating somebody, I, there's, a, there's a space within a person that's sovereign, that's whole, that is theirs and nobody else's, not even I'm going to access that. And we hold that. That's just ours. It's our sanctity. It's our sovereignty. And then, you know, and then there's a certain amount of play within every energetic system. And this is like, you know, when you're connecting with someone and you're opening your heart to them and they can feel it, you know, it's like you can bring somebody else to tears just by opening up your heart field. And that's, that's, a, that's um, what you're seeing there is energetic coherence. And so in a group treatment, what we do is we all, and we'll do this in a moment when I do the group treatment, I ask everyone permission, you know, can I be a part of you? Like, can we connect here? And that is what I call synchronization. So we synchronize into a healing container where we connect into one another only so much as it is a benefit that we are able to hold into one another from a much higher frequency. And I bring in source. So I'm bringing in, I'm not, we're, not, we're not transferring densities back and forth. Each individual person is going to be within their own energetic blueprint, their own unique set of energies, but will be able to take, it's almost like holding the hand of someone who's next to you to just bring in enough potency, enough vibration, enough higher frequency vibration that we increase the amplitude of healing that's available within each individual system. So group treatments are actually more powerful. People will feel it instantly their whole body starts to tingle and buzz it's really cool versus working one-on-one where it's more specific but it doesn't have the same amplitude of energy coming through because it doesn't have as many people connecting in in that way so that's just something that I, I like to just bring in yeah I've never had anyone come back to me and say that they you know they felt worse or a lot of times people say wow I felt really tired and that's because there's a lot of shedding you know that's there's a time of integration um, that is required of rest, essentially, where the body needs to just release the dense energy and reboot itself a bit. Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question. I hadn't thought of it, but absolutely, that's going to be a question. To somebody. So, uh, shall we go to the phones, and then we can do yeah. our um, our session to end. Fantastic. Beautiful. Great. Yeah. So I'm going to unmute uh, the folks that are on the phone, and if you're online, you can go to the chat and type in your question there. The number to call in is 818-514-1190. Hit 1 so we know your hand is up again, 818-514-1190. And then uh, what we'll have you do is just let us know your first name. Uh, I'll, I'll just say what your area code is. Just let us know your first name and then the question that you have for Dr. Jess. All right, so first one is area code 310. Hi, who's this? Hi, it's Shireen. Hi, Shireen. Hi, Shireen. Thanks so much for doing this. This is so awesome. I uh, was looking at your website and the email that you sent me, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to do this on Monday. It's perfect timing. Um, Yeah. This is fascinating. My question is, I've had some issues lately with my lower back and my shoulder on my right side and my left knee, and I feel like they might be all connected. 
Mm-hmm. So I think I might have to schedule a time to go through a deeper thing with you, but I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on it. Yeah, that's a, that's a, you know, so I always, again, I bring it back to energy. And so whenever there is discord or, or stagnation of energy within a part of the body, we have to look at what's going on at that actual energetic source. And so looking at lower back, these are, um, I talk a lot about different energy centers and many people are familiar with the chakra system. And I don't, if there are some similarities to the energy centers and chakra systems, um, but they run different energy frequency. So an energy center is a fifth dimensional energy. It's a higher level energy than a chakra. But basically I, I call them the same thing for familiarity. So basically the, the lower back area responds or correlates to the first or sometimes the second energy center in the body. And there are classic, and as we go into the person's, your history and what's going on there and what's, what are the, the current experiences that you're having in your life, in addition to these unresolved traumas that you've had in the past, right now is a time on this planet when so many of us are purging these dense energies that got embedded within our systems in a very young state in our lives, things that we might not even have been connected to on a cognitive level, and also the lower back, which relates to that first energy center, possibly the second, that is oftentimes energy that will come in through either ancestral lines or oftentimes through some karma or some denser energy that happened to us in the past lives that we've had. And we've come in into this body, into this lifetime, because it's time for us now to be able to clear it. And so left, or sorry, you said left knee, left knee, right shoulder. So left knee and the entire limb of the lower extremity, hips, pelvis, and lower back all correlate to some of these more foundational issues that we've had, um, traumas that we've acquired during our early childhoods. The first and second centers really come online between the ages of like zero to seven. That's the first center. And then the second center is oftentimes somewhere between uh, ages seven to like 13 puberty. So these are, there's a lot that needs to get unpacked as far as how we can start to work within like what's going on emotionally, what is causing the density at the energetic level that's coming up to the surface because it always comes up that way, never reverse order. So you don't just develop and you know this. I can sense from your question that when we develop pain at the physical body level, that's the last stage. The body has this beautiful way of messaging us and nudging us until we really can't avoid it. And when you have knee pain, I'm sorry, you said right knee. Uh, No, Karen said right knee. You said left knee, correct? Was it left left knee? Yeah, left knee. So the left knee, you know, left side is the maternal side. Right now there's a huge mother wound that's clearing out of the planet. A lot of people that I know are dealing with some left knee, left-sided um, dense energy. That's the feminine side. That's the divine feminine side, or that's the mother side. The right side is that kind of wounded divine masculine side or the father side. Um, and so, you know, as we have a conversation about what's been going on, it helps us to unpack, you know, what is, is happening. Um, and then the actual treatment itself will give more insight into um, the more specifics about where that dense energy is sitting. I'll actually be able to just taking your left knee, and I know you said that there was that um, right shoulder as well and um, your lower back. But basically going into a treatment, what we can do is actually see exactly what's going on on the physiologic level, but go much deeper and, and free up the energy from underlying that. So um, they are always connected. So the the knee and the lower back are the lower energy centers, one or two. And then the shoulder is heart. So that is always, you know, shoulder, um, chest, arms, hands, wrist. That's all heart field. 
And so that tells me that there's some some heaviness within your heart, some unhealed wounding that's happening, particularly on that father's side or on that wounded divine masculine side. So either you're, you know, somebody who's just really struggling to let go of some overdoing or some, you know, there's a lot that can be uh, the call. But but heart and foundation, you know, heart and root is really what you're asking about right now. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Wow, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Great. Yeah, so Shereen, definitely, um, you know, uh, book your book your session with uh you know, with Dr. Jess, and um, anything else you want to comment on before we go to the next caller? No, I will for sure. Thanks again. Thanks, Sharon. Yeah, great. great question. Yeah. Okay, next caller is area code uh, 818. Hi, who's this? Um, this is Kim. Hi, Kim. Hi, Kim. Hi, how are you doing? Great. Good. How are you? Good. Okay, the question, well, I have two things. I have that, um, I have knees that I've been told, you know, are bone on bone. They want to do replacements, and I don't want to do that. And so my question is, um, I mean, do you believe we could grow back cartilage, um, or is there a way to just remove the pain from the knee without doing this, you know, replacement surgery? Okay. You want to answer, you said there's another question. You want to ask the second oh, one? Or do you want to... Well, I also I also have a pinched nerve in my lower back, okay. and um, it's it's not a problem all the time, but it's um, it comes and goes, and um, I don't have pain when I'm sitting or laying in bed with my knees or my back. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just when I start to move. <laughs> mm, ouch! Yeah, that's not comfortable, yeah. is it? No. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, you know, going back into, you know, what, what was really the source of all of this in both of these areas, what, what's the level of your pinched nerve? Is it kind of like an L5-S1? Or are we talking lower back or L4-5? It, it's the lower back um, between the, um, I don't know, Lombard, the, the, S yeah. or the T, the, you know. Yeah, L5-S1. So the lowest, it's the lowest one. That's the most common, and that's root. So really what you're talking about is, again, this first this first energetic center, this is a foundational energetic center that comes online when we're born, and, and so much of the density that comes in can cause compression or narrowing of those discs, especially that, that L5-S1, the one that you have going on here, that pinched nerve, um, is really foundational. I mean, it's like, you know, how do you find your ground on earth, really kind of stuff. Um, I will tell you, as far as bone-on-bone osteoarthritis goes, uh, what we're dealing with there is, is inflammation, the pain that you have is inflammation based on friction. And so by the time you get to bone-on-bone osteoarthritis, a knee joint, and this is something that as a physiatrist or a specialist with a physical medicine and rehabilitation specialty, that's my uh, more traditional medical specialty, um, I am uh, basically trained to be a non-surgical orthopedic specialist. So um, I'm also a spine specialist. So the, the specialty training that I received in my residency and in medical school and in years in practice after are really all about the musculoskeletal system as seen from a non-surgical perspective. I basically do absolutely everything that I can to help people avoid surgery and also help them get to surgery when it's needed. Okay, so that's kind of the lens that I take when, I, when I'm working with that, like, tri-compartment bone-on-bone osteoarthritis of your knees. At this level, if it's truly bone-on-bone and you're having tremendous pain as a result of just the repetitive flexion extension that you have to go through because of walking and going upstairs – I actually recommend knee replacement, to be honest, um, because 
what we could do. I see working in this way as proactive in every single stage. Of the, you know, so working within your energetic system to move energy through that root and open you up from that very foundational level up will absolutely help your low back pain where you're having that pinched nerve. Um, no doubt. You will you'll feel freedom of motion in your sacrum again and in your pelvis that you don't have right now because what we know from clinical um, evidence and from long-term clinical outcome studies is that the surgeries that we have to correct spine uh, pensioners at the level of the spine, that the outcome is not any more substantially improved than more conservative measures. If you're getting weakness in your leg, if you're having a pinched nerve that's actually causing weakness, that's surgical. But if you're just having pain, then surgery is not it, it's uh, it's actually kind of the last resort, never the first, and that's certainly not what our medical system offers you. They kind of send you to the surgeon before they send you to someone like me, um, and that's what we need to fix here. So, um, yeah, I've had a couple of epidurals, and yeah. I just didn't want to continue with that. Sure, I got um, it, um, and no one would blame you for that. Um, you and know, yet, I'm not. you know I'm 72. I'm going to be 72 in a couple of weeks, and this is something that's just come up in the past couple of years. And when I went to see the pain management guy, he just said, well, you know, you have compression in your back, but it's, you know, commensurate with your age. That's not true. Yeah, that's just a very classic response that you'll get from a traditional doctor because they don't understand the energetic system. They're just looking at this from your physical body level, which is wear and tear, gravity bearing down on you, and it's a very limited model. So, um, yeah, yeah. So I would say as far as bone on bone osteoarthritis, your chances that you'll receive the greatest benefit from having your replacement um, you know, there's a good chance, and, and you know, it's never, ever um, a detriment to move the energy through because even with surgery, and I prob- and I know you probably know this, um, even with joint replacement, it's not a guarantee that the pain goes away. There's all kinds of things that can come up, and that can well, be feels- it. <laughs> right, <laughs> I mean, I right. That. So, yeah, that's the concern so, uh, is the pain will right, go so away both, so both. So have limited Basically, motion. so both are needed. If you're not treating the root cause and you're getting the surgery – then you still may have some pain as a result of just not having the energy that's moving through. So for you, what I would recommend is, um, you know, you, uh, my my first line would be to have you sign up for one of my lower cost group treatments to see how that benefits you. And that's something that's every single two weeks. So even if you go and you have the surgery, having this kind of energetic work would be a tremendous supplement to the work that you're having done surgically. Yeah, well, I'm not ready for that. I'm, I'm still working. I, I believe that I should be able to to do this myself. I really believe in energy medicine, and um, I, it's yeah, it's just finding that one thing that seems to be you know blocking me from whenever or my ancestors or whatever. I will look into your website. Um, Great. You, I, I've really enjoyed your your talk today. Oh, thanks, Kim. All right. Well, I look forward Thank to you, connecting. Kim. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the questions. Yeah, that's uh, that's great. Um, yeah, I was, uh, you know, people go, can 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 you grow back cartilage? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> oh, absolutely. So one more yeah. answer, not, you know, yeah. just, obviously, I, you know, I, yeah. I, I didn't qualify that, but uh, sometimes us MCs <laughs> have to be careful what we say on air. So, you know, I yeah. tell people, you, you know, know, just just contact me like uh, privately. <laughs> yeah, exactly, so. exactly. And the, you know, the the real truth is. I mean, and actually it's interesting because I used to do um, regenerative medicine in my practice, which is something called, you know, P- uh, PRP, you know, platelet-rich plasma injections or prolotherapy. And that's exactly what it is. You know, it's, it's, it's basically activating the body's um, uh, acute phase healing through inducing a very, very specific kind of uh, uh, right. 
wound and then letting the body dial up. So what I would do is I would do the regenerative medicine technique, and then I would run energy or osteopathy through the body. And the combination of osteopathy with prolotherapy was like amazing. And yes, people were actually regrowing cartilage in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The prolo. I, I, when I was at UCLA, uh, I, you know, my husband at the time wanted to leave. He couldn't stand uh, LA. So, uh, but I was just about to get like an acupuncture, you know, uh, position at this prolotherapy place. I don't know, remember what. Oh was, no way. It was a big place, and I was like, oh, that is so cool because at that point I had all sorts of, you know, like Dang. orthopedic stuff, and I thought this would be so cool. I can't wait to try. And then we moved, so I never got to try it. Um, uh, <laughs> but I always thought the idea was cool. Uh, we I, oops, yeah. we have one caller oh, that just left and then one that just came in. So I think this is the last okay. one we'll take before we do our little session here. So area code 361. Hi, who's this? Hello? Hello, Hello. who's this? Uh, this is Heidi. Hi, Heidi. Hi, Heidi. Hi, how are y'all? Great. Good. How are you? <laughs> Oh, I'm fine. Uh, I just got I just got on the call, so I'm not for sure what I could ask. But I have a lot of uh, spinal issues: neck, lower back, um, just all sorts of degenerative stuff, scoliosis going on. Mm-hmm. So lots of areas. Yes. Yeah. Is, is there a question there? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if there is anything I can even do to help this. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, there's there's so much that can be done. Um, it, it sounds like, you know, for you, um, it may not be a bad idea, again, for you to connect in with a group treatment. And that way, you know, you're about to receive one uh, if you stay tuned on the call. But, um, you know, spine is really when we're when we're working with compression within the spine um, that can be compression within any one of these really vital energetic centers in the body and most of the um, energy that gets caught in stagnation starts really at the foundation really at the core at the very first center which governs all the um, bones of the body so the whole skeletal system is is a um, an outward projection of the health of the very first energy center and that energetic center sits right at the very base of your spine so way down in the pelvis like as far down as you can go and so when there are root um, compressions within your body and um, I'm guessing that you've had long-standing pain for a really long time and that it was probably for you a very destabilized kind of experience as a child that you had because that kind of trauma is what causes multi-level spine pain. And so the very first place where I would probably tune in with you would be at the first energetic center and moving energy at that root level, getting energy from earth. So what we do at the first center is we open up that first center that connects you back into the flow of energy that comes from the earth. The earth energy, that frequency from the earth is the most healing. It is the ultimate healer. And so when we're closed down, which is basically most of us in human form, because so few of us have any idea that we've pinched ourselves off. We haven't done it intentionally, but we get pinched off. Our dense systems, our dense um, energetic channel and our dense energetic centers create a congestion in our whole system, which then impedes the ability of the magnetic frequency of the earth to come up and help us flow. So pain, hands down, is stagnation of energy in the body. 
And so what we have to do is move that open, open, in, move that first center into an open position, clear out the dense energies at that foundational level, and then get each um, sequential level going up from that point on to open back up again. So multi-level spine pain is basically a closing down of energy from that bottom level up, but it affects the first center is closed down. It affects every single level above it. So that's usually what, what manifests in scoliosis and, and chronic spine pain. Um, and so, yeah, so, you know, the, the foundational um, healing would be to open up that very first energetic center, and that's not something that I just do in, in isolation. When you have a treatment, like a, a group treatment, which is something that um, we've talked about already, it's something that I offer every two weeks for very low cost. Um, it's a really nice way for you to feel that energetic flow through your body, and that's something you can get every two weeks. So um, that would be a nice place to start. Oh, okay. That, that sounds good. So is there anything I can do in the meantime to, what, ground myself to the earth to get the um, that energy flowing? Yes, that is that is like the foundational practice that I teach every every one of my clients and patients um, is, is getting into that frequency, getting into that earth energy, getting yourself, you know, opened up. And, um, and there are a lot of ways that I teach that, but I think it's a little bit beyond the scope of what we have time for today for me to instruct you on that. Um, but but stay tuned. You'll get you'll get a treatment and you'll start to feel. And I'll talk about that in the treatment. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. You're very welcome. Yeah. All thanks right. for Bye-bye. calling in, Heidi. All right. Bye. So we're gonna mute you there, Heidi. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think it's it's so empowering when people can both um, you know experience something like we're going to in a few minutes, uh, and also learn at the same time. Um, yeah, group treatment programs or your one-on-ones, you know what I mean? There's that, that treatment time, but also that you get to learn, you know, um, and, and be empowered on, you know, how to do some of these stuff. That's why, you know, you and I have very passionate, you know, are, are very passionate about our missions. Um, yeah, you know, and yeah. And that's why I wrote my book, you know, to, to empower yeah. people to do this stuff. Um, whether it be, you know, influencing the weather or getting rid of negative energy from their aura or whatever it is, you know, that's going to help them. So I think that's great. I mean, whatever journey you've had, you know, in the last year uh, beyond has just been fantastic. You're really on turbo speed here. Um. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I was going to ask you, like, where wow. do you find the time to write the book? You know, I mean, it's it's amazing because it's, it's, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'd love to get together with you and have, like, a couple of tea. You know, how do you time manage to get these things out there? Because I would say that's, you know, my, my my greatest luxury problem at this point is, you know, how do I find the time to, uh, to, to you know, to offer all that I want to offer and also continue oh, this yeah. one-on-one you're, and the group work that I do and the programs great. that I'm offering. Thank you. I oh, my gosh. It. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you're going warp speed. And, doing um, it. Yeah, we're doing and it. And actually, there is a, a much faster way of, of writing book, too. So just connect with me later. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, because we definitely would love to see that. And then we'd have you back on the show again, you know. Yes. Book and promote oh, it. Gosh. Get it number one. You know, I know. The yeah, whole I can. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. And all yeses to that. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. um, before we start, we're going to just make sure people that are here on the line know the where to contact you. So it's www.doctor.jessbell.com. Um, and then for our little treatment today, um, should people be sitting, standing, lying? Does it matter? Great question. I prefer, well, if you're someone that just wants to receive and not be an active participant in this treatment, then uh, go ahead and lie down, close your eyes, and be nice and quiet. You want to just hear me. 
Um, I am going to work within the energetic channel, the energy channel, and that is a vertical column of energy that runs from the earth. A couple feet down, there's an earth star energetic center. And each person on the planet has their own energetic star, earth star. And so what we're going to do is move energy from just below the body up through a vertical channel, just in front of the spine, right through the top of the head, through each energy center. So when you're seated, it can actually be a little bit easier to follow with the flow of what I'm doing. I have people tune in with their breath and their attention if you want to be a part of the treatment. If you'd rather just lie down and have it be a passive receiving experience, go ahead and lie down. So it really doesn't matter either way. You'll get the treatment either way. It's not going to be powerful, uh, more powerful one way or another. It just depends. And you can also change position at any time. So if you sit up and you realize you'd rather lie down, please do that. So either is fine. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So are we ready to go here? We are ready. Beautiful. And I'm aware of time. Are we ending at right at 1.30 or... Should I try to... We've got uh, uh, officially 40 minutes left on the... Oh, on the, wow. We, we always fantastic. have a little buffer. Oh, great to know. Okay. I Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm glad that you told me that because a lot of times I find on average, um, and of course it's just when I'm feeling inside, you know, I don't move to the next center up until I can feel that the density has left collectively each center below. So um, treatments are often around a half an hour, give or take, so people can time manage that. Okay. Way. And then if people listen to this later that weren't on the show, um, they're asking, are they, would they be included or would it still help them to listen to this party because oh. they weren't live? Yes. Yeah, that's how energy healing works for those of you that are seasoned veterans of this work. This is all quantum energy, so it doesn't have a time or a space component to it that's linear. So, yeah, anyone who's tuning into this at any other time, um, just you know, listen as if it's happening in this now moment because that's what that is exactly the truth. And so you will be able to receive the full benefit of the treatment no matter when you're listening to this. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Okay, so really all that I ask is that anyone who's tuning into this live or at any other period of time of now moments that you just offer me your permission to enter. And that's really it. That's our energetic contract that we get to make with one another, that we all have our own sovereign systems that will never offer a treatment to someone. For example, if you want me to send this off to your brother or your sister, but they're not consenting, I wouldn't be treating them. That's not how this works. So anyone here on the call, I ask for your permission to be a part of you, to synchronize with your energetic system so that we can bring in healing for the highest good. And so as you begin to quiet down your eyes, and I'm going to be calling in my higher team here. I have a beautiful team of guides that are always with me, and they do beautiful healing work here. So I'm a team of many beings here. So we're calling them all in and asking permission for them to intervene in this treatment for all involved, and that healing for the highest benefit of all be offered now. setting a healing intention that you all receive the benefit to clear out densities that are available in your energetic systems today that will greatest that will serve you to your greatest potential in healing and grounding and rooting creating space for higher frequency energies allowing you to return to a state of wholeness within your own internal energetic systems and in your lives Oh, this is a great group. I can really feel there's so much here. And so as we begin, we're going to be bringing energy down. 
because this is a, a pretty information-packed radio show, Karen. This has been amazing, and I really appreciate the time. We've talked a lot about a lot of different things, and so we're all holding a lot of energy in our minds right now. And so let's go into the very center of the brain together. Find that space that's about two inches or so behind your eyes. And this is the sixth energetic center. We're going to be going down in reverse order. I'll be working with seven centers today. There are many, many more. But today we're going to be working predominantly with the main seven centers. The seventh lives just above the head, a couple inches. Then there are six inside of the body. And there's one down below. That's that earth star center. So they're all connected to the vertical column of light called the central channel. And in order for us to feel whole in our body, we need to have an openness and an alignment within all these centers and also an open energetic channel that goes all the way down to the earth and all the way up to the sky. So that's what we'll be doing today. So breathing into that space behind your eyes, imagine that your breath is light. It is energy. And as you breathe into that space behind your eyes, see the space opening in the center of your brain. As that space opens, you dilate out that energy center and the channel that lives just under it, and it starts to drain the energy inside of that particular center down, pouring down behind your face until you arrive down at the level of the throat. Inside the middle of the throat, there's the fifth energy center, right in the middle of the neck. And as you breathe in here, notice any tension that's in your face or your jaw, and just let that start to drain away. Clenching your jaw, softening your face, relaxing your scalp, quieting down your mind. Breathing into that fifth center to dilate out that center. And then when you exhale, watch the energy begin to flow down the neck. Pouring down past the collarbones and into the center of the chest. This is the heart. And this is the fourth energy center, right in the center of your chest here. It sits directly between your lungs, innervating lungs, heart, thymus, all the muscles, fascia, tendons, bones of the chest and ribcage. So breathing in and feel that whole space expand. Noticing any tension here that you're holding in your shoulders and your arms and your upper back. And as you exhale, just uh, let everything soften down. Let the energy start to pour down. Relaxing, quieting down the chest bringing down the energy into the the upper abdomen, the epigastric region of your abdomen. That's beyond the sternum, the very top of the stomach. That's the third energy center where that solar plexus lives. So breathe in there, and as you do, start to feel the widening of your thoracic diaphragm, beginning to activate the vagus nerve and with it, the parasympathetic nervous system, bringing the energy out of the chest and down toward the belly is going to just naturally allow you to relax. It calms your whole system down neurologically by tuning up your vagus system. And then on your next inhalation, one more breath right into that third center to open, activate that vagus nerve system, and exhale down to the middle of the belly. And as you breathe into the whole abdomen, feel the breath enter. Let your belly get really big and broad. Bringing your energy into your organ systems, bathing them in light and space. 
your small intestine, which is also your mini brain, your large intestine. Moving energy down here allows you to begin that process of healing on a much core level. Processing energies in the emotional realms and the more primal realms of your body. These are the much more primitive energies, dense energies that we come in with, the ones that happen to embed themselves within our systems as young children. Breathing in and out of your belly until you arrive down around your belly button and find a space two inches behind it and below it. This is your second energetic center. And as you breathe in here, open up that space behind the belly button. Your reproductive organs, this is your birthing place. We are being born, recycled and refreshed and renewed in every moment and every breath. Our whole body is in a state of rebirth and death. Breathing in here facilitates that exchange to open the center, to ease that transitional cycle. And as you take your next exhalation, breathe all the way down into the very lowest portion of your pelvis, find the pelvic diaphragm. And breathe into it. And if you don't know where that is, you can breathe in and imagine contracting the muscles that you would use to pinch off your stream of urine. That's the pelvic diaphragm. And as you breathe in, you can slightly contract those muscles to feel exactly where that first center is. And then when you exhale, relax those muscles and let the energy begin to flow down. And do that a few times so that you can really get a sense of that first center. This is the most important one for you to be able to really identify and locate. So breathe in here, contract that pelvic floor, allow those muscles to tighten as you inhale, and then relax as you exhale. And now just feel the the energy, that vibration, that reverberation as energy moves down through that pelvic floor and all the way down through a channel, an energetic channel that lives in the earth. And if you're seated, imagine that there's an energetic center, which is not your imagination. It's the truth. It's real. But envision the earth star, and that is a sphere of energy that is right below you, whether you're lying down or seated. But if you are seated, it's a couple of of feet down two to three feet down in the earth, below your body. And begin to breathe with that center as you inhale. It begins to expand and pulsate. These are pulsations of energy that we're working with. And as you exhale, feel that earth star starting to contract as if the pulsation is getting smaller but brighter. The inhalation allows that pulsation of energy to get more expanded, beginning to rise toward you and your body wherever you are in space. Exhalation brings that earth star energy down and also begins to draw your own energy down toward it as if your body is sinking down toward it and being enveloped and swallowed up. And now we're going to bring that energy up to you, beginning to open up your root again. As you take your next in-breath, I want you to imagine and envision the channel of light that runs from that earth star up into that first center at the very base of your pelvic floor. The inhalation brings the energy up that channel and into your pelvis. The exhalation allows the energy within your first center to flow right back down 
down into that earth star and now you're connected. And so you can all imagine this earth star is your earth placenta. The column that runs between you and the first center is your energetic umbilical cord. And that root center, that first energy center, receives all this nourishing, healing energy from the earth. And this connection is vital. And we forget. We forget to connect in this way. And if all that you do each day, and this is in reference to that last caller, how can I root down? This is how you root down. You quiet your system down and spend a few minutes bringing the energy down from your brain all the way down to your first center. Drop down to the earth. Connect into the earth star. Start to breathe it open. The inhalation pulsates the energy up toward you until you can feel the energy beginning to rise up through that central channel into the first center. Let it do that now. Feel the first center now opening, expanding. And exhale to release dense energy from inside that first center until it just releases, gliding down the energetic channel, returning to the earth for recycling and renewal. And now in the next breath, breathe up from that earth star into the pelvis and allow that energy to fill not only that first center, but start to rise into the whole pelvis until it overflows through your hips. And now as you exhale, see that energy flowing down your legs. Your legs are energetic roots. It's an extension of that first center. When your roots are opened, you are anchored in the earth with a greater depth and resiliency. Breathing from the earth again, move into the first center. Fill the whole pelvis up with energy and then let the spillover Begin to flow with the exhalation of energy down your legs and now begin to feel yourself just rooting down. The energy point down your legs begins that process of opening up that first rooting center entirely. That first center governs your whole skeletal system, but predominantly your hips, pelvis, lower back, and legs. And so for those of you, I know Karen, you mentioned that you were having some swelling within your right knee. I'm going to tune in. And we're going to go with the right knee. And that's the beautiful way that we get to work in this way is that we're just going to, for a moment, since Karen is hosting the show and offering us all this beautiful gift of hearing her shine her gifts to the world and bringing all these beautiful healers and light workers on her show, we're going to give her just a little bit of a special focused attention to the right knee so you can all benefit and help. And so as we work within that right knee, I'm in the patellar region, in the distal quadricep. And in order to move into any one anatomic location, it's important first to open the energetic center at that root level that corresponds to that particular anatomic part of the body. And so I'm looking right now and I'm seeing, and many of you probably have issues with your right knee as well. I know that a caller earlier had bilateral osteoarthritis. So you may be feeling this. Anyone who's holding dense energy in their knees, particularly the right knee, will know where I am. You'll start to feel it. So I'm in the medial compartment of the knee right now, looking at the medial femoral condyle, which is the thigh bone. 
and moving the dense energy from the medial compartment of the knee back up. So I've got a hold of some dense energy that I took out from that medial side of the knee and also the posterior compartment of the knee. I'm bringing it right back up the inner thigh into that first center. And now we're going to deliver it right back down. So a lot of what I get to do here is take density out from your system, bring it right back into the energetic center at that level, and bring it out. And sometimes that energy right now, it's flowing down right through the central channel and returning to the earth. And other times the energy densities will flow off in different directions and everyone's unique. And where those densities need to go, breathe from the earth now into the first center. We cleared that out. We're going to go right back down both legs, moving the energy down the thighs and letting it now flow down past both knees, scanning really carefully as I go down the knees and pausing right at the knee level, creating an opening here in the bilateral knee region. So now we're opening up both knees at the same time. And these hold tremendous energy. Every body part has a story. And in an emotional compression, that brings the energy into the physical compressive state, which can cause swelling and pain. So I'm working within the knee realm right now and really opening and expanding an energy center that we haven't talked about but the knee has its own energy center so I'm just opening that back up again beautiful release here okay amazing that's great I didn't know we were going to do that today but there was some knee requests so so let's get back into those main centers that we talked about initially so breathe from the earth and move the energy right into that first center just going to open that up all the way before we move up the chain. So open all the way with the exhalation, take the energy from the first center and breathe it out. Imagine your hips and your pelvis getting wider. Beautiful release, everybody. And many of you will feel your whole lower half starting to tingle and melt and get nice and warm. Many of you will be falling asleep, and that's okay too. If you're dozing in and out, let that be. Breathe from the earth and bring the energy of your attention and breath up from the earth past the first center. And now we're going to the second center. This is the one that's behind the belly button. Commonly found two inches behind and below it. And everyone has its own unique position of this center. Some of you will be able to easily locate this center and many of you will have no idea that it even exists. We tend to have most dense energy in the lowest three centers of the body. And so as we do this work together, I'll amplify your ability to really be able to feel it. And when you come back and do this on your own, you might find that it's a little more challenging to feel the places where we go together right now. But know that in time, as dense energies move out, you will feel more. So breathe into that second center. I'm moving a density from the middle left side of the lower abdomen right now. And those of you really sensitive to this energy will know exactly where I am, so I'll just let you know as I go so that you can follow along. And we're actually bringing a density down. Here we go. Now we're actually in the space just lateral to the left. We have cold energy in the form of density out from the lower abdomen, and I'm actually bringing it down. I, I brought it through that left hip. I'm in the lateral knee right now. 
and we're pulling that density out to the side of the left knee and back out again to the knees again. We're getting a lot of expansion through that knee field. Okay, really nice. Uh, every every treatment is its own unique, especially when I'm working with groups. It really just depends on where the need is. But we all benefit no matter where the density is getting pulled from. We all benefit. And we all receive exactly what we need. All right. Another amazingly broad expansion going across the knees and the pelvis now is one. Wow. Big expansion here. I'm sure many of you are feeling this. Okay. So there's a real humbling. We're all being humbled right now. That's what the knees, when they see both knees like this, it's bowing down before the great divine. You know, there's an even deeper need to trust what's happening here on the planet and trust that we are sovereign beings that are capable of self-healing, self-regulating. This is us bowing down to divine source. That's the message that's coming in for all of you right now is to really deeply trust that you are all capable of doing this healing work, all of you, each and every one of you. Whatever it is that's affecting you, healing is available. Now, does that mean that your pain will go away entirely? No. It means that your body comes into alignment with that pain. And as a direct result of that, the byproduct of that, you become more in ease and unison in alignment with your body. But we still may have some pain. We just feel differently about it. It doesn't have an emotional charge to it anymore, and that's really the health. So as you breathe from the earth, breathe all the way up. We're going to be moving up now into the third energetic center. That's the area in the very top of the abdomen. The chakra system would call this the solar plexus center. And as you breathe into it, just notice what it feels like to breathe here. See if you can get into the middle of it. Focus your attention to the center. And as you breathe into the middle of it, can you stretch the walls? of this container. This one is often dense and small. This center requires frequent exercise. I see this one like a muscle. So if we spend time being passive in our lives, we're finding ourselves feeling really unmotivated or we feel like we've been controlled, we're getting pushed around, we don't feel that we have our own sovereign internal healing state. Oftentimes, we're led to believe this is the truth, and it is not. And this center can get weak. And so in order to strengthen it, we have to go in every day. Breathing into the middle of it after getting rooted the way we just did, bringing the energy up through the first and second center, then we come into that third center from a rooted place, because as we have source come in, we know the truth of who we really are, and then we get the energy flowing up. And bring that energy right up into the middle of that third center. It empowers and enlivens us. This is our self-healing center. Because self-healing is really, truly our birthright. And as we move into the middle and we start to dissolve the densities here, we just naturally feel empowered. This gives us back our sovereignty. We are here to completely dismantle any limited beliefs, doubts, thoughts, worries, any ways we've been controlled, coming from a place of embodied love and capacity. So breathe in here, and now we're going to move to get a density through the right upper quadrant of the abdomen. There's a lot of liver congestion. So breathe into that third center, and as you exhale, I want you all to just imagine that you're breathing that dense energy out 
through the liver. You're just breathing energy across the liver, moving the density out with your breath. There you go. Beautiful, everyone. And that the dense energy as it leaves your body is just going to fall down. Imagine density like a magnet. It gets magnetically drawn back down to the earth. It does not belong inside of your body, but the earth welcomes it. She receives it. It's food for her. So we breathe our density into the earth as our offering. That's where it belongs. And the space that's created from where the density was living inside of us then becomes available to be refilled. And now feel that space opening up as you breathe up into the third center and exhale across the third center, allowing the whole rib cage to release. There you go. And the third center to fully expand out toward your horizons, opening up your third center to completion. And now your first three centers are open. And now with the energy from the earth, breathe up, moving through the belly, the upper abdomen, and right into the center of your chest. We're going to be moving into that fourth center, the heart. And so many of us want to live from love and exude love and be love, and that's a wonderful thing. But if we're not in our bodies, if we haven't done the work of healing these densities in our bellies and in our roots, And maintaining that state of light and love is nearly impossible because the density will pull us into a different vibration. Love is all that we are. But with density in the body, it becomes a dissonant, scattered, energetic system. And so we must do the healing work first. And as we clear density out, layer by layer, energy center by energy center, tissue by tissue, we naturally begin to reside more in the frequency of love. It just happens. There's nothing you need to do. It is not mindset work. It's not mental retraining. It's just an energetic frequency that starts to come back into view, which is your truth. Breathing into the center of your heart, that fourth center, open it up, stretch the walls of your heart container, moving dense energy through it. As you exhale, you're going to watch that energy from the center of your chest start to flow outward. Moving across your chest opening up your ribs. Next breath from the earth, breathe it into the chest. And now we're going to move this some density on the left side, right in the middle of your left lung, lower lobe of your left lung, and just below the anatomic heart. So we're going to work there for a moment. Those of you who can feel this, it feels a bit achy. And the location specifically is right between the mediastinum, which is the outer sac of the heart. And the medial border of your lungs, that's where this density is sitting in some or many of you. And now we're going to exhale. So breathe into that fourth center, the middle of your chest. Exhale. We're going to just bring that density across the rib cage on the left. There we go. Beautiful. Releasing happening right now. Now the left side of the chest is expanding. That's it. Good. Energy is returning back down. So we've got that density out, which is going to give us a lot more space inside that fourth center. So now breathe up the middle of the fourth center, center of the chest. Exhale and let that energy sweep across your ribs and lungs. Feel your chest expanding and releasing. Now the energy is beginning to flow into the shoulders. Across the shoulder blades, collarbones, and ultimately it's going now down your arms. And this is the frequency of love. Pouring down your upper extremities and out your palms and fingers. 
And as your heart opens, it starts to spread energy up. Breathe from the earth into the middle of your chest. Exhale from your heart and up into the middle of your throat. And now we have love rising into your throat. Opening up this passageway, this is the channel between the heart and the head. And this critical passageway opens the doorway to us living and speaking and breathing and knowing the truth, which is that love is all that there is. And our brain is dense and is attempting to solve the problems of our lives, control others, control ourselves. But as we open our energetic systems, we start to naturally relax into the truth that all serves that pain is nothing more than dense energy and that you just need to go inside of your bodies, perhaps come back to this recording and do this practice a lot. Move through each of these centers and open yourself up to love. Breathe from the earth up through the channel and into the middle of your throats. And as you exhale, feel the energy of your neck, the tissues of your neck, the muscles that run down the sides of your neck, let your shoulders drop and let that energy just start to pour across your, the tops of your shoulders and now run down your arms and down to the earth. And as you breathe now, moving all the way from the earth and up into the very last center inside of your body, that sixth center that lives behind your eyes, begin to notice that space. And as you move into it, you have energy that's rising up, connecting in with the earth and all of the centers that live just below this brain center. This is the activation of your inner, your inner sensory system, your pineal gland and pituitary gland, your thalamus, your hypothalamus, all of these beautiful parts of your brain, when they're running energy from the ground level up, will bring you into resonance with your truth your divine nature, and all of your supersensory abilities will start to come online more and more as time goes on. But we do this from an embodied and rooted place. And that way there's never a fear of being destabilized, but your awareness comes from being deeply rooted. You feel naturally more expanded and connected to one another and your bodies and your breath and your hearts. And all the many beliefs and judgments start to dissolve away as we move energy through your brain, especially the left side of the brain, this over-processing analytical part of your brain. So breathe into that sixth center there and now exhale to the left side of the hemisphere of your brain as if you're literally just pushing dense energy out from the folds of the brain tissue and out through your left ear and jaw. Dense energy now falling down to the sides of your head, body, turning to the earth. And now breathing from the earth all the way back up into the middle of the brain again. Feel yourself connecting in with the center. The exhalation brings energy across both sides of the brain and the cranium and feeling the skull entirely dissolve and all the bones of the face, jaw totally dissolving and feeling yourself just widening as if your whole body is widening as this final body energy center dissolves and widens and expands out to the horizon. 
And now as we move together from the earth, breathe up through every single energy center inside of the body until you arrive at the very top of the head, just two to three inches above the skull until you arrive at the seventh center. Breathe it open. This is your portal to the universe, energies of the cosmos. Highest frequency energies that there are, that which connects us all to one another and to all, all systems of being, all systems of light. And now as you breathe in, imagine that you can breathe from the infinite sky and breathe the energy down, pouring down through the top of your head, which is now wide open, your channel at the top of the head wide open. And all of this energy is clearing you out so that any dense energy that's available now can flow out and down. You're getting a light bath now. So energy literally just magnetically pulling out any density that's been disturbed, fragmented, any cluttering in your system that's available to be removed now is able to do so. Let it all drain out through the very bottom of your spine until you're way back down in the earth. Your next breath breathes up from the earth and right into the middle of your heart. Fill the whole heart with energy. Let the energy of your heart fill the whole body. And now exhale as if you're contracting the whole heart as your body. Your body is your heart. Love is your body. And now breathe all the way up. Let the energy just rise to the infinite sky. Breathing in from above. Let the energy once more in our final sweep through here. Pour down through the top of the head. It's in your whole body. There are 40 trillion cells. They're all getting a nice light bath here as the energy from the cosmos shines you right back up again into wholeness. And now your system is completely coherent with one another. Your whole toric field restored. Allowing yourself to just feel the wholeness within your system, the oneness and the stillness of your innate body. And with great gratitude, we offer thanks to the guides that brought this healing through today and to one another for being a part of this treatment. We all serve one another by being here in this way, by holding a higher potency of healing within this container. So thank you all for being here, for listening, and for helping heal the planet and one another one by one. And begin to bring yourself back into your bodies, feeling your feet on the ground or your back body on the bed, taking your time to transition out of this treatment while also recognizing that this treatment is now complete. You can encourage some just gentle motion back into your body, moving your fingers over your toes, fluttering open your eyes only when you're ready. And taking all the time that you need to root back down again. And for those of you who are able to take a few minutes after this call, I recommend to get outside into nature with your bare feet and feel yourself really grounding back down again because these energies are big. And so for any one of you who are feeling a little bit spacey, drink some water, take your time. Don't get back into your car right away. Don't go right back to work. Don't go back to a computer screen. But pull in the vibration of the earth, the elements of the air, of the wind, the sun, the clouds, the trees, the grass, and the animals. And if you are a little bit tired, 
It's very common that you'll just need a little bit of extra rest time today and possibly tomorrow as you integrate the treatment that you received today. You're always welcome to reach out to me. I do have a form submission on my website if you have questions. And if there are a lot of questions, it might take me a couple of days to come back to you and answer, but I will do so. So thank you all for being here with me today. Oh, beautiful, Jess. Oh, lovely, lovely. And thank you for the extra little bit on the, the right knee there. And, uh, yeah. yeah, you definitely read in that, uh, the medial knee. It was, I mean, the pain was behind the knee. I didn't actually tell you what Yeah, it was posterior definitely medial. read that yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, it was the popliteal yeah. space and uh, yeah. uh, popliteus. Um, and then I, I guess oh, yeah, yeah. that had to do with my um, adductor attachment, like that area that it was connected to there. That's exactly where you had the, the energy go. So that's really cool. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I thought I would, you know, I mean, thank you, Karen, for being, you know, so gracious and offering us this opportunity to connect and all of the other lightworkers out there who are, you know, looking to get out there and spread the word on what we're doing. You know, we need one another. And uh, and so I'm very grateful to you for, for this opportunity. And, of course, that's just the least that I could do. Oh, thank you. That was awesome. And and it was interesting as you were first going down and when they got to the third chakra, um, or the third energy center, um, I was like, Wow, it's really diffuse. I'm not really sure it's supposed to be like that. Yeah. <laughs> it felt really massive and I was like, Okay, it felt really different. It was actually almost hard to like pay attention to energy there. Um, yeah. Like it almost felt like it was too expanded. And so uh, on the way up, it felt like it was a little bit more concentrated. But that also could definitely be uh, one of the contributors of my belly ex- literally physically expanding, despite huh. it not necessarily being fat or whatever. It's, it's usually structured water, but uh, that's a long story. But it, I think it was so <laughs> interesting that, you know, as I'm tuning, because most of the time I'm, I'm not paying attention. <laughs> but as yeah, I'm tuning sure, to the energy centers, I get to the third, and I was like, oh, wow, you're really expensive. That's what's going okay. on there. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. explains a lot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, wow, and Karen, it sounds like we, we have some uh, wonderful gifts to offer one another, so perhaps we can do a, a trade at some other time and, uh, yeah, yeah, experience how we can uh, how we can uh, further further work within each other. So anyway, yeah, I'm really glad that you were able to tune in today as well as everybody else. Yeah, it's great. So now I'm super relaxed and I guess I'm not supposed to go back to the computer. I don't think I can. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. I know it. It's so I'm just going to go make some lunch with go outside and grant. Yes. Good idea. Um, so everyone, the, the website is uh, com, and then, like I said, you could book your complimentary uh, session there. Check out the, the group offerings as well as the one-on-one offerings. Um, this has been wonderful, uh, Jess, and thank you so much for your time and, and your wisdom, and congratulations, really, really, like being able to produce everything you've had, you know, in, in the last one year. That is absolutely amazing, and so thank you for being one of our light warriors. Oh, Karen, gosh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't thank you enough for uh, for having me on the show, and I, I really look forward to further connections with you going forward and everybody else who's, uh, yeah, part of this Light Warrior community. Yay. So, yay. Yeah, thanks for everyone listening in, and uh, uh, really, you know, definitely listen to this piece again. If you want to, it is archived on the show, so um, that would be really, really helpful. And until next time, everyone, bye for now and lots of love. Bye, everyone.